T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tom Thayer, Chicago Bears radio analyst. There was one time we were playing Tampa short yards goal line. I was in the end zone waiting for Harbaugh to throw me the ball. Instead of throwing the ball, he ran it in. And I go, Jim, you could have padded your stats by throwing me a one-yard pass. He goes, I know, but I thought you'd drop it. (laughs) You think you had good hands? I I know I did. 41-12. Look at these things. 1985 Super Bowl champion. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungary, Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans. Tom Thayer with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Bears. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. What a delight to talk to Tom Thayer. He's a local legend. It's almost humiliating to share the airwaves with the great man. But we are delighted that uh, we get a chance to talk to him. The Signature Bank Score Hotline Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Tom, good morning. How are you? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Don't we lost Tom. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I were him, I'd hang up on us. Oh, man. No, I'm here. Oh, you're there. there you go. Hey, oh, Tom. my God, Tom. Yeah, I'm here. Bless I'm here. You, I would never hang up on you guys. Good morning. Oh, come on, you Thank you, Tom. Wise, too. <laughs> uh, all right. What's our major takeaway from these championship games? When are the Bears getting there? Maybe they should have taken uh-huh. that Mahomes kid back in the day. I don't know. Yeah, you know, as as popular as the quarterback position is and as much as it had a factor in the outcome of yesterday's game, whether how how well can you play injured or what happens to your team after a quarterback is injured, there's still the storyline of the offense and defensive lines. Right. I think as much as – and I'm not saying that just because I'm an off, ex-offensive lineman, but when you look at uh, the lack of proper protection by uh, Cincinnati against uh, Kansas City, and then you look at uh, the in the inability to protect against um, the the Eagles, and I, I think a lack of a, a, a real proper design to give um, you know protection to the quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I think that the offensive and defensive line and, and their production is much of a storyline as the quarterback position. Well, let's talk about that for a second, Tom, because you look at the 49ers and. We respect Kyle Shanahan. I love him as a play caller. All of those things that he has done to, to earn the reputation as one of the game's brightest in terms of head coaches. What was he doing with a backup tight end trying to single block Hassan Reddick? And you saw what happened. Hassan Reddick knocks Brock Purdy out of the game. And I just don't know how a coach that smart can make a decision that seems that dumb. Well, I agree 100% with, with you, but sometimes it's the fact that the offensive coordinator believes that the arm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
hesitancy within the pass rusher that it's enough to get the ball off. But Hassan Reddick, he was going to rush the passer regardless of what the tight end was going to do, whether the tight end was going to chip and go out, the tight end was going to try to sustain a block. Um, no matter what his responsibility was, he was going to disrupt the timing of the play before the play could get off. And I think, um, you know, that's what happened. And, you know, you go back to the Bears uh, Philly game and you think of what Hassan Reddick did in that game. And um, even on the, the one of the best runs of the year by Justin Fields, it still should have been a sack by Hassan Reddick, but Justin was able to escape from it. So, yeah, I think there is a little bit of naiveness and thinking that you could outsmart great play, um, and that's that ha- that hasn't happened, um, you know, when it was the '85 Bears, and it's not going to happen to the 2022 Eagles. Yeah, I you know I think that um, Hassan Reddick really blew up that game. He had a great game. He's had a great year, um, and I think that what you saw from from both the the Chiefs and from the Eagles who have wound up in the Super Bowl is a defensive lineman taking over the game a little bit, right? We certainly uh, saw it uh, uh, in that uh, in in the second game, in the first game. I mean, there, that that is something that has to happen. If you can't, and I know the quarterbacks are hurt, and they're you know you see Mahomes hopping around, and nonetheless, that the the, uh, the defensive lineman, it's if you don't have a quarterback, you better make sure you have someone who can stop one. And and that yeah. I would take that with me into the draft. I would take I I you know. I, Tom, if I'm rebuilding the Bears, I'm starting on the line of scrimmage and working my way out. No, me too. I mean, if I could get a guy that would play with the desire or, I mean, the the physical ability of a guy like Jones from Kansas City, guy's amazing inside, outside. He's going to dominate a single block, uh, you know, a, attempt or, you know, he's going to create. And that's from that position. You put him on the inside and he can single-handedly stop the interior run and, um, you know, it's production and then put pressure on the quarterback to be more successful on second long or third and significant. And then you're, you're playing right into the hands of Spagnola, the defensive coordinator at Kansas city and you know, how he wants to get after you. And that's the thing that I was most disappointed in about Cincinnati and their defensive coordinator. They didn't do anything at the beginning of the game to get an evaluation of the mobility of Patrick Mahomes he didn't bring up, uh, uh, you know, unsuspected rushers from exotic positions. He didn't really take advantage of uh, maybe a lineman that they felt they had advantage of and use Hubbard or um, Hendrickson, the, the two good outside rushers, to try to get a one-on-one advantage. And so when they didn't really challenge um, and see how good Mahomes really is going to be and how much that ankle is going to affect his mobility. They kind of let him just play right behind the line of scrimmage, have a couple of steps inside the pocket, and then make some huge completions for either first downs or touchdowns. And so I I was a little disappointed in the defensive coordinator of Cincinnati. That's a great point. Tom, you're an offensive line expert, so I want to ask you this. Back to the NFC game. Lane Johnson played – with a torn groin muscle, apparently. He's playing through pain. He's going to have surgery later. That's admirable. But I've got to ask you this. Almost on every passing play, it looked like he was jumping and he could have been called for a legal procedure because he was like a half step or like a half second before everybody else. 
and when Jalen Hurts was dropping back, did you notice a similar thing, yeah. or is he just timing it perfectly? No, I agree with you 100%. You know, he's – all right, so you think about this significant amount of reps that he has at home, and he understands Kelsey as, better, as well as any offensive lineman on that football team. And so there's a consistency that comes with the quarterback's cadence nowadays, whether it's at home or on the road, because if you're going to silent count, you want to be able to, you know, simulate that timing each and every snap so the offensive lineman can kind of guess out of their stance. And – I, I think it was um, one of the plays that Lane Johnson, uh, he jumped. They didn't call it. And then I don't know if it was re- resulted in a touchdown pass or whatever the case was. But, yeah, um, and I was sitting here watching. And I have a brother-in-law who is also an ex-offensive lineman in the NFL. And we are kind of trading text messages about it that, you know, they're allowing this guy to move that that. 16th of a second earlier than the defensive lineman and then a guy like Lane Johnson with his length and having some separation he's already at an advantage position and making the pass rusher take a longer path to become destructive to the quarterback than if they were getting off the ball at the exact same time or even if the defensive lineman had a half a second uh, jump on on the offensive lineman. You know, Tom, two weeks is a is a a healthy amount of time for teams to get healthy. You you saw in the in the Chiefs game they lost three receivers. Obviously, the quarterback is playing with a high ankle sprain. Um, apparently, the tight end is hurt. Although you wouldn't have known it. How who who gets help more? Is it is it uh, the Chiefs with the obvious you know limping of the quarterback, or is it the the uh, Eagles who are pretty bing, banged up as well? You know, to me, you know, you look at the most high-profile name in this game right now, even though as as much as Jalen Hurts is, you know, climbing up that, that same totem pole, but it's still all about Patrick Mahomes. And if he does have the maneuverability and escapability against the defense like the Philadelphia Eagles, then I think he can make it more challenging. Um, so I, I think it is up to Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to go in and play against the defense that – um, is as good as that that there's been on the field for quite some time, and so yeah, I think Holmes has to has to get better, and you know he's the type of guy that he can make use of the tools that's offered to him on the day of the game, and so you know to me, Mahomes' ankle is the injury issue uh, that we'll be hearing a lot about in the next couple weeks. So Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the Eagles came to Soldier Field before that game you looked at their tape and you thought they were maybe the most complete team you had seen since the 85 bears was the comparison. Do you still feel that way? And if that's the case, my sense is that you think they're going to finish the job. Yeah, I I do. I I think um, when you look at start with their offense and defensive linemen, and you look at a guy like uh, Kelsey at the center position, and you think back of what Jay offered us, Jay Hilgenberg, offered us from the center position, the wide variety things he could do, the individual responsibilities that he could handle on his own. You know, everybody wants to give uh, credit to a guy like Dermani Dawson from Pittsburgh Steelers, but Jay was a pulling center since he came aboard in the Bears, and he does a lot of this, you know, a lot of things similar to what Kelsey is offering these guys. But, and then, um, you know, you look at their offensive line overall, you know, it's a, it's a lot like the 85 and just like, the defensive line. So, um, you know, I, I do 
I give the uh, the Eagles an advantage, yes, and um, you know it's just they got to be a, be willing to you know put Hassan Reddick in a winnable position and uh, you know see who it comes against. You know what's fascinating to me is I think the game, both games, they were kind of herky jerky. There were like a lot of calls. I just wasn't pleased with the officiating top to bottom. I was confused about that um, that that fourth and three pass where the ball is clearly dropped, but you don't find out, and they're rushing to the offensive line and and calling the uh, the next play and moving on. And it's bef- that league office apparently has the ability to stop that if they had seen that, and somehow they didn't. So you just you know it's just a weird kind of day for I don't know if it's bad calls or missed calls or like dodgy calls or interruptive laundry on the field. It just felt like there was no rhythm or pace to the actual games. Yeah, I, I do think those inserted themselves in the game, and that's the last thing you want to see. And how frustrating it was with the San Francisco coaches after that one series where they had three or four plays. But you know the. The one thing about the receiver, and he knew he knew that he didn't control the ball all the way to the ground, and that's why he got up, gave an immediate hand signal to the rest of his teammates, get on the line of scrimmage, and let's let's run a play immediately. That's that's part of the the you know something that's coached nowadays. That's the strategy of the game. That's the understanding when you're sitting in quarterback, running back, and you know receiver meetings, and they're coaching this into the guys listen man if you make a great catch and you don't think that you control the ground give us a signal let's get to the line of scrimmage and it's you know it's whether you know Aaron Rodgers catching you with 12 guys on the field or you know getting a guy to jump and then taking advantage of that you know it's it's similar to all those types of plays that you know the veteran experience of a quarterback and a team that knows that they only have an instantaneous response to a play like that to make sure that it doesn't get overturned um to me it's preparation done by the coaches that make sure that these guys are ready for an unannounceable instant that can happen like that in such a big game tom whether it was the first play of preseason or the last play of the afc championship game i felt like the joseph asai late hit had to be called you can't you can't not throw the flag because of the stakes because of the circumstances. In fact, I think you almost have a bigger obligation to do that if you're a referee. How did you see that play unfold? How much uh, blame do you put on the side to because of obviously it was an aggressive mistake, but it was clearly a mistake, and you saw his reaction post game, and you felt for the young man. Man, yeah, I, I you know I don't have the same sympathy for him because that's something that's talked about, preached about, coach in every single instance in football in the last twenty years. So now put yourself in the, hand, in the eyes of the defender. So the quarterback is in front of you. He's going to make it to the out-of-bounds marker before you. And now you think that you're going to put your hands on him when the quarterback crosses that big white line on the side of the field that designates him out-of-bounds. It's unforgivable. And don't sit here and tell me that I need my players to come and, and forgive me for that because – whether you're a Pop Warner kid or you're a, you're a guy playing in a senior flag football league, you know what the out-of-bounds markers are. You know where the player is in front of you before you're ever going to cross the out-of-bounds marker. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it would change the outcome of the game, but, you know, I, I, I can't take, uh, you know, I'm not going to 
give him a bunch of sympathy for making a mistake that it's an obvious mistake. Okay, so I I um, look at these coaching staffs, and I, I guess I didn't know this. Vic, Vic Fangio apparently has been hired in Miami as their defensive coordinator. He's currently working as a consultant with the Eagles. So you got <laughs> Fangio involved in this game. Obviously, you've got uh, 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 Matt Nagy involved in this game. I I mean, passenger in the game, but uh, – but your your special teams coach has a huge uh, Dave Tobe has a huge role uh, in the uh, in, in the uh, Kansas City staff. What is it like looking at these coaches that were once here and seeing them have success, obviously of varying levels? You know, it's kind of it's interesting because you know Dave Tobe is a guy that's he's interviewed for a bunch of head coaching jobs, and as much as John Harbaugh or Mike Ditka deserve to get a head coaching opportunity. I do believe Dave Tobe does also. Um, he's got involvement with every player on the football team, other than a guy like Patrick Mahomes. So you know, it's uh, you know, I feel I wish Dave would have been given his opportunity. And then you know, it was kind of funny. I was thinking of Fangio. If he, if Sean Payton would have got the job in Denver, and Fangio would have went there as a defensive coordinator. Would he still be getting paid as a fired head coach and a defensive coordinator, or would they have to split up his salary? I, I think I think that would have been funny. And then I guess moving forward with Kansas City, um, you know they're interested in the enemy taking an, another offensive coordinator job somewhere, and um, I wish he would because I wish that he had the opportunity to stand on his own two feet. As much as they want to say he's the offensive coordinator in Kansas City then why is um, Andy Reid wearing a headset? And why does he have a play sheet? Why does he have a pen in his hand? So to me, I would, I would love to see uh, Eric Bieniemy get an opportunity to go out there and run an offense completely on his own from development to the last play of the game. So Tom, big picture wise in the NFC, you look at what the Eagles have done and in two playoff victories, they've outscored their opponents 69 to 14. They have barely broken a sweat. Obviously, there are reasons for this, but does that say that they are just so much more dominant than everybody else, or does that tell you if you're a team on the outside looking in that the NFC really could be up for grabs moving forward? Um, you know, I think it's about quarterback development because when you looked at when they originally brought in Jalen Hurts, there was already conversation when they brought him in to say, well, if he doesn't develop, we can go out there and get another quarterback. Maybe he can be that bridge guy. And, uh, you know, you listen to Jalen Hurts up at the podium. You look at his dedication to the offseason about becoming a better football player than he was the year before. And then you look at the way he complements the type of offensive personnel that he has from dominant receivers to a good tight end to a dominating running game to that offensive line that we talked about. So um, I, I think when you look at the NFC and if you, ho if you hope Justin Fields can be dedicated and take that step that Jalen Hurts has taken. You know, maybe they're not as far as away from competing in the division that everybody seems to think at the end of the season. But as long as Jalen Hurts is part of the Philadelphia Eagles and that that type of personnel that they have signed for years to come, you know, you got you still have to consider those guys the favorite, especially with the uncertainty at the quarterback position in San Francisco and uh, you know Green Bay for that matter.
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about that earlier in the program that Jalen Hurts, you know, you, you, you hope that that is sort of a blueprint for what uh, Justin Fields can become. And I was asking David, well, what about the idea that, that the Niners would be going to the Super Bowl had they just drafted Justin Fields instead of Trey Lance? Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how the offensive coordinator would have handled um, Justin Fields and his development, you know, through his eyes. Um, you know, when you think about what Justin is, you know, faced in offensive coordinators through the end of his college career into the beginning of his professional career, there's just a lack of consistency. And I think um, that's what Justin needs the most. He needs, uh, you know, multiple years within the same terminology to understand the system as well as his offensive coordinator. And if the Bears are ever that fortunate, then I do think you're going to see Justin take the same uh, track of success that Jalen Hurts is doing. Great stuff, Tom, as always. Great talking to you. Much appreciated. Thanks, Tom. All right, guys. Take it easy. That is the great Tom Thayer. That's fun. That's a fun conversation. Good stuff. To have. Yeah. No question. I didn't I was not surprised that he had very little sympathy for the player, Joseph Asai, who committed the penalty. Yeah. What it, and you know what? I mean, I, I gotta tell you, everyone's like, Yeah, there was holding on that, there was holding. Hey, it's like one of the last plays of the game. It's a big ask to call that. Don't hit the quarterback out of bounds. It was blatant. It was ridiculous. Couldn't and, miss it. I, and I'll say it again. Mahomes made a meal of it. I mean, if you watch the tape, he really did flop a little bit to let everyone know. He that earned I that moment, to, though. He did earn it, but he did make a meal of it. He That's did. all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying he did, that wasn't the right call. I'm saying and he the, knew it, too. Emmy he, for abused yes, quarterback goes to. Right. There you go. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Molly and Haw the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Third and goal. The snap to Hurts. He tries to crowbar his way in over the guard. Touchdown! Hurts has taken it in. Shoved by his teammates from behind. A one-yard touchdown run by Jalen Hurts. And now he has passed Cam Newton for the most rushing touchdowns ever by a quarterback 
in the regular and postseason combined. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That QB sneak they do, where they it's almost like a rugby scrub. It's the weirdest play ever. It is they get it, they get, you know, they've showed it like ten times, like low pads win. They're basically their linemen are like crawling on the ground. Yeah, it's very it is strange. incredible. It's very odd. Nice musical uh choice there. Philadelphia Freedom there, Brandon oh, Fryer. Wow. You don't miss a trick. He's a big Elton John fan. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought he was a big Elton John guy. You can tell this by the way. This was referred by Dustin. Oh, okay, yeah. There we go. Who else? The quarterback sneak is very confusing to see because it's like they can do no other play. Do they have plays off the quarterback sneak? That would be what is next. You know they're going to come up with one before the Super Bowl. They probably have run one this year, but haven't watched every Eagle snap. I, I didn't even hear what you said because I'm thinking, who was the girl that was on Philadelphia Freedom? Wasn't there, like, didn't he have someone singing it with him? I think that's the girl that Dustin followed. Thank you for paying close attention ago. that you're I'm mind sorry. No, to my, the Elton John. It's not that. It's just I had not songs. thought about that song. We'll have to, I haven't heard we'll that song that in about 40 years. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 not, it's not like Captain and Tennille, but there was some, like, uh, I don't know. Who is there? A, do you know who's on that record? No? I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, is don't. that Don't Go Breaking My Heart that Elton, or Elton <laughs> John has a woman? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I've snapped. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. And I think it's really important to win when you have that opportunity. And then if you, I mean, ideally you win your Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and then you give him the giant extension because you know he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback and he's good enough that you can let, Tyreek Hill go and still be able to get back to the Super Bowl. Pretty extraordinary when you think about it that they traded that player and now they are in in the Super Bowl. I mean, that is that's about as dangerous a weapon as a receiver as you can find because of his speed and and how good he was down the field and how he fit with the uh the quarterback. You could argue they've gotten better and more dangerous because they've spread the ball out better. Well, you, because Tyreek Hill is yeah, not on that They have a better team. running game. Yeah, they got they, they drafted intelligently with uh, with the way they got acquired talent. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Holm, Mahomes doing this, you're talking about a guy who, in f- his first five years as an NFL quarterback, has done things nobody else has ever done. He is the exception to the rule. So looking at the way they did that, yeah, they are back in the Super Bowl despite having paid their rookie, uh, you know, paid Patrick Mahomes. He's no longer on the rookie contract. But I think ideally you'd like to win before you have to pay the quarterback so you can't pay everybody else. You've seen examples of that in Seattle with Russell Wilson going way back. And you know, with at some point in time, the Bengals are going to find that out the hard way. They're going to have to pay Joe Burrow as early as this offseason and then find out how little money is – left for everybody else and we have a lot of texters checking in god bless you and dustin the the woman he was obsessed with was kiki d who does the song don't go breaking my heart totally different elton john song than philadelphia freedom but i think roughly around the same time 1975 philadelphia freedom was a single yeah and it was how do you even know that song it was written as an ode to billy jean king I thought that she owned the team. They had like a, a, a professional tennis team, and it was called yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, and he was an investor, so he mm-hmm. wrote a song for it. There you go. That's all you got to do is get That's that guy on board as an investor. When I talk football, you think Elton John.
No, I, I just, I, I, don't, I haven't thought of that song in many, many years. But uh, yeah, thanks, Dustin, for ruining that. Now that's going to be in my head all day. Now I'm in trouble. Um, but, uh, but I got to tell you, I think that when we look at the Bears, for instance, it would be great if you had full clarity on Justin Fields by next year. And by that, I mean, you know, we know that he's a special player that can do special things. We don't know that he can be a special passer of the ball. And I think that is how, when you look at Philadelphia, part of their success is they had a second-round pick, and they used it on this guy, and he's turned into a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He's very He's good. a great quarterback because he's a winner. He's, he's a, a great quarterback he's because he has mental toughness. He's a leader. All of the intangibles yes. are off the charts when it comes to Jalen Hurts. But let me – I don't want to be a hypocrite here or contradict what we have already talked about because I do believe that the big, biggest comparison and the best one for the Bears, the track they want to be on is the one the Eagles find themselves on, and that is Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, the, the way they built the offensive line and went out and got weapons, those kinds of things. But I always kind of cringe a little bit when we make the comparison, and I've done it myself, but we assume that the decisions made – to build the infrastructure and to get the weaponry and to create that defensive line that creates all those turnovers is Howie Roseman is going to the Hall of Fame as an executive. I we heard that from Joe Giglio at 7:45. It sounds like a hometown opinion of somebody, but when you take a step back and you look yeah. at what Howie Roseman has done, is extraordinary. Yes, from Andy Reid. 10 years ago, getting fired, yes. but there was success there. To Doug Peterson winning a Super Bowl, right. and then so quickly to pivot with Nick Sirianni two years to the day after he w- was introduced. Oh, and- my God. The worst opening news conference of any coach maybe in the history of the NFL. But why did he survive that? Because he had a roster that was already ready to go. He had a, he had a, a foundation that was put together by a general manager who didn't really make too many mistakes. Yeah. And when we make this comparison to what the Bears can become because they have a, a similarly styled quarterback, Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts, they are very alike. But I want to see the rest of the story. Well, I want to see Ryan Poles yeah, build a roster you. in yeah. a way that Howie Roseman did. That's where I hesitate. Well, and, and I mean, I think if you look at their defensive line, there are a couple of holdovers from the last time they won a Super Bowl. But they've added guys like Kassin Reddick, and they've added guys that are, are capable of taking over the game. They had four players, four different defensive linemen hit double figures in sacks this year. Did the Bears have, like, double figures in sacks as a defensive line? It, it was, it's a joke and, and, how much better this it, defensive it is. line is than the one in Chicago. And, and it sounds like hyperbole when yeah. Tom Thayer compares the Eagles to the 85 Bears, but that's part of the reason why. He sees that kind of fierce pass rush that every quarterback fears. He sees that offensive line, which doesn't really have a weakness. Mm. Now they may get an advantage because Lane Johnson is jumping early. Yeah, well, <laughs> That was funny. That poor guy. I mean <laughs> – that guy's, you know, he's it's it's unbelievable. He, what he's going through, his abdominal injury. Do you know how painful that playing is? through that? It's yeah. ridiculous that's why that he can play through that. Give him every little bit of oh an advantage, God. even if it's only one sixteenth of a second. Let the guy go early. Who cares? He's just too hard <laughs> but, to play without that. But that roster, defensive line yeah. with the pass rush, yeah. the offensive line, they, good offensive line. They have a running yeah. game that is effective enough, and Miles Sanders was a good pick. Yeah, but he gets so overlooked because yes. there's so many other things to point to. 
yeah, and um, I, I think that uh, I think there's a lot to like about uh, what they've managed to do. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's try Paul. He's in Valparaiso. Hey, Paul. Morning, fellas. Guys, I, I just don't understand why we got to kind of just keep stepping around it and blame, you know, the, the thing on Joseph's side, the late hit. I mean, let's be honest. The refs in the NFL wanted Mahomes to be in the in the championship, in the uh, Super Bowl. There, That was a, such an awful officiated game. Why not just say it? I mean, just uh, I think we said it. We, we have said all morning. We started out, I think, the first, the opening of the show. We started out talking about how poorly officiated these games were. And I said, and, and a couple of people have picked up on it, that, yeah, I thought it was so bad. I don't think the, I don't think the league wants I don't think the guy. league wanted to patch Mahomes league, in the no, Super Bowl. No, no, no. There think, are no conspiracies I, I being don't acted believe out here. Conspir- but well, here's what I believe. When you go into a raucous crowd and you don't have a strong will, yeah. you are impacted and affected by what happens on the field. So I now, after watching those two games, I am now saying, okay, you can sign me up for the neutral site championship Knee-jerk game. reaction. Total knee-jerk reaction. Total rea- knee-jerk but, reaction. But, I'm not with you at all. I know you're not. I'm not. But the fact of the matter is, it's such a <laughs> knee-jerk reaction because the officiating was garbage. Okay, but see. And, the, and the teams that were visiting <laughs> – Got very poorly done to. San Francisco got called for whatever, 11 penalties for 81 yards. Don't turn the ball over three times. Don't get your quarterback. I, I don't want to get carried away here. Uh, and and the, All these know, things can be true. Hold same on. thing happened to, to Cincinnati. Got totally the officiating jobbed. jobbed. The officiating can stink, and it did. It did. There is no conspiracy. No. And there, that, that should end because I don't really believe they don't. The NFL is not that elaborate where you can orchestrate who gets into the Super Bowl and who doesn't. I just don't believe I that. I agree. And third, you earn the right as a team yes. that wins enough games in the regular season to have the home field advantage so your okay. home crowd may influence the referees because they are human. Okay, and the counter argument to that is you get home field advantage because you get a bye week and then you're at home. So you already got your bye week. Let's go play. I, I never thought I'd say this. You both. Because I don't like the idea. And I, as I said, I love that. But right now, I am I am of the belief that you need to somehow neutralize the crowd because the officials are too intimidating. Can, can I ask you an honest question? Yes. If the Chicago Bears were celebrating this morning, based on the fact that their crowd in some small part influenced the officiating at Soldier Field so they could beat the Saints or the Eagles or whoever the case may be, would you have the same opinion this morning? That is a dishonest question. I don't believe that's an honest question. (laughs) And obviously, no. Obviously, I would want all that comes with home field. (laughs) Right. And I'd want all of that. But what I'm saying is, you know, Philly, it's a bad enough place to go to where people actually eat cheesesteaks and thinks that's quality food. I don't I, I am I would never be able to hold my water against that crowd. So I'm I understand <laughs> what happened to these officials. It's that simple. Because you see what the fans are like from that movie that you always like to quote. They had they had full yes Silver Linings playbook. They had whatever three or four penalties on one drive. It led to a touchdown, yeah. and I I don't I think they I don't think those were good penalty. I don't think I, get I think it. that was nitpicky. I, I get it, maybe a little bit. Did you see Bradley Cooper there though? Didn't he look? He, I'll tell you what, he was, handsome. Who looked ready better? for the sequel? Who looked better, Mike Trout or 
Okay, I just Dustin. <laughs> you just Dustin wanted to say Mike Trout. That's all I you wanted. You just wanted to, to say Mike Trout Dustin because is triggered by Mike Trout. Let me ask you this: He doesn't play in Chicago. Well, much. he doesn't play in Chicago much. But it's just a rumor. If they wouldn't have told you that that was Mike Trout, would you have recognized no, Mike Trout? No. no, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, but but Bradley Cooper, I recognized. Of course. Yeah, he's a handsome man. How about Dustin though in the text stream yesterday? Uh, well, <laughs> did you question Mike Trout being able to make the trip because he wasn't? You yeah. said it's a good thing he wasn't injured so he could travel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I said. That's that. a cheap shot. And I think I was ahead of that whole thing going on with Lane Johnson, by the way. I, I think. Oh, yeah, you did. You I, saw I, him I, jumping I, off sides like, every and then play. I, and then I, I saw somebody else that I really appreciate on Twitter, and they were like, is it an optical illusion? Is it like, is my mind, because, and, and here's the other thing, it became a tell. If you decide to go back and yes. watch a game, which we often do, we do. do. Yeah. he only does it on pass plays. Wow. Because okay. he's so afraid of Bosa. Maybe that's why no one complained about Dustin, it. But uh, Dustin, I'm just saying. How about Bosa? Bosa, friendly fire. Oh, that was that, that was, was weird. Hard. He had a weird. He had a weird day. The guy's yeah, a warrior, but he had a weird day. Very but rough game. Day. The thing with Lane Johnson, I again haven't seen every snap of the Eagles, but he has done that consistently before. Okay. I think he's one of these wily veterans that tries to get every edge, even if it's one sixteenth of a second, as Tom said. That I think he has done it before. He just did it more obviously yesterday. If anybody from the Chiefs is listening, that's just something that I would bring up. You know, during all those handshakes and conversations they have with the referees before the games, just you know, keep an eye on that, please. Who from the Chiefs is listening besides Nick Allegretti? There you go. Hey, it <laughs> just takes good. one. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Three, one, two. You know what though? If I'm them, I wouldn't say it because if if it's a tell for passing, I just use it as a tell. I really, I why, really, why I clue really, him in if you're right? Because he basically stands up on the run so, plays. So, he stand, it's opposite. It's almost opposite on the run plays. He stands straight up and he basically catches both. Right, I'm going to go use it to it. your advantage. Use it as a tell, then run a draw play. That's exactly right. Play poker. There you go. Play the long game, Dustin. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Polly and Hall on Chicago Sports Radio six seven the score. We're at Arrowhead now, and we're in that AFC Championship again. It, it is still called Arrowhead, last time I checked, right? Yeah, I don't know. Is this thing still called Arrowhead? What does it sound like out there? Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 in the score. So just so everyone knows, uh, Cincinnati would have won and gone to the Super Bowl if they hadn't said Burrowhead. <laughs> you think the, so? That's the conclusion. Well, they a were certain, motivated by it. A certain producer has reached that conclusion. Has the Cincinnati mayor uh, resigned yet, apologized, or anything uh, now, if from? He, if he doesn't shoot his mouth off, then that team goes to the Super Bowl. It's mayor Purival, that is who is Mayor Purival. But it's pretty Cincinnati. unfair to say that it had nothing to do with it. I don't think that's unfair at all. I, what I'm saying to you is. You, you acted like it had no, no I, outcome I, in the I, game. I, Zero effect. You, yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe. That trash talk. I don't believe bulletin board material. Oh, I think it matters. I, th- I know you do. I know Dustin <laughs> does. I'm telling you that if you're in the AFC ch- championship game, you're not suddenly going to play better because the opponent has realized they've beaten you three times and uh, and they own you and they're going to call. It's, it's like the Bears playing the Packers. Roger says, I still own you. I own you. And then you're like, damn, I, that's it. I can't take it anymore. It's time to make paper. Oh, he does own us. I think that you're undervaluing I am. the role motivation plays or intensity, heightened levels of intensity play in a game where the stakes are as high as they are. I, you need heightened focus every snap. 
And the best way to guarantee that is that you are motivated to a point where you're not letting down at all. And I think that stuff like that plays a role in keeping players engaged each and every play. They brought up Burlhead, they brought up the mayor, and they even brought up the cigars again, from last again. year. Again, so so you know, God bless them. They won the game. But if, if it was, if it if, didn't matter, then everybody that they talked to, they weren't talking on a podium together. These were all individual well, interviews, I, and Justin, each guy brought it I, up. I understand. I understand. It became a rallying cry. What I'm saying to you is, when you're saying to me, when I hear. They were more intense than they've ever been in the huddle. My response is, well, they should be. <laughs> I agree, and I agree with you there, but my point is – And you're going to the Super Bowl. These two teams I thought were so evenly matched that that's the type of thing that could push it over one way or the other. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, think the, I think the athletes, when they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, play with that edge. I do think that yeah. it matters. And, and, I mean, listen, we've seen examples of that over and over again, right? Uh, Brian Cox used to imagine whoever he's playing against breaking into his house and terrorizing his wife and kids, and that's it. I'm gonna, and you'd be frothing at the mouth by the time you got into the game. So whatever it takes to get you whatever to your best, whatever it takes, whatever that's it takes. great. But the idea that you know, oh God, oh, don't mention Burrow, and oh damn it, now we've lost. I don't believe that you for admit, a second. Though, Travis Kelsey telling the mayor to, to to know his role and know his place was fun. I, I, and that I, was I, fun. I, I mean, I, it's fun and it's great, and I'm glad they used it as motivation. But the idea that that's why they won, that is idiocy to me. I'm sorry. I can't go along with that because you're getting to the I, Super Bowl. I don't think Your it's- legacy, your life, everything you work for. I get it. It's another added little motivational factor. But to me, it's a bunch of nonsense. Well, I don't think anybody's saying it's the reason they won, but it's on the list. He's saying it's the reason they won. I think it's won. on the list of reasons no, they won. I said that that could have been the tipping point between two teams that were so even. Listen, Circa sent us a note. Circa sent us a note that the AFC and NFC title games had never been this close in regards to the spread, where both games right. were three points or less. Okay, right. And obviously it didn't play out that way in the Eagles 49ers, and I had said that I loved the Eagles from the start. But listen, that game was super duper close, and that could have been what pushed them over the top. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say it's the me, reason okay, they but, won the game. Listen to this. Here's a text from an 815 texter. I talked to a friend in Kansas City yesterday, and she said the Chiefs were going to win in spite of the ankle because of Burrow. Okay. Right, well, uh, okay. And I think that that I think we need to debunk that myth. I know your source is in Kansas City, so it's got to be like a reasonable source. But are you kidding me? You know, they're not going to win because, oh, the ankle feels better. I don't need, don't amputate the foot. I'm going to play. It's, it's a fun part they said of the Burrowhead. It's a fun part of the story. It's, a, it's not the main part of the story. That's all. But it's context and it's just I know, color. I, I it's things that the make these, these moments more it, memorable. That's it, all. But if it took, it, if it it took Burrowhead it it to didn't. wake up the Chiefs, Oh my God. Okay. What you're saying is That's a valid point. Saying. Had there been not a peep mentioned all week long about where they were playing, if it was on your sterile neutral site with yeah. fans who would politely clap after plays, then I don't think it would have been an issue and the Chiefs still would have won. They, they, we have a texter who's <laughs> absolutely right. And he says they barely won. They won because of a long punt return and an idiot late hit. So if the bulletin board material, they choose to, to reference that or concentrate on it, they got a good punt return, 
Okay, they did a good job. They did of stopping that of a drive from Cincinnati. They did. So then they got a good punt return, and then that that if if you if you don't have that hit out of bounds, or if they call the holding on that play and it, it's offsetting penalties, then you're not going to be able to kick a game-winning field goal. You're going into overtime, and you got as, as good a chance to lose as to win. Well, th- and it would have been interesting because of the new overtime rules. That's all. Yeah, the overtime rules would have been very frustrating. We've been talking about them this morning, had it gone into overtime, and whoever would have won. Sky Moore is the most – that his contributions are the most overlooked this morning, I think, because of that punt return. It put them in field position. It was the longest punt return of the year. Brad Biggs was right when we had him on. Dave Tobe is yeah. one of the best special teams coaches in the NFL. We know that, but did not have a good year with special teams in Kansas City. Yesterday, they rose to the occasion. Sky Moore got it done. The pride of Western Michigan. <laughs> Action. I'm here for you. Look at you. That's it. It all leads. All roads leads to action. All the roads all lead right. back to the Mac. We're going we're gonna to bring in uh, uh, Carrington Harrison from Kansas City, and we'll ask him. Did that is was that the tipping point as Dustin claims it to be? It's not the it's not the reason they won, but it was the tipping point. <laughs> Will he be joining us from Burrowhead Stadium? I don't know. I don't think you're allowed to say that oh, ever sorry. <laughs> under penalty of loss. Help! It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio six seven to the score. <laughs> Whoa! Burrowhead, my ass! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.